I'm Kevin O'Coin. And I'm Brian Ackley. Yes, I am. This is Life in the Rough, the podcast. Cheers, cheers to you, buddy. Cheers, cheers. Oh, my gosh. My chinny, chin, chin. You know what I love right now? I I noticed it kind of as we were doing the intro here. You're just dressed for like an early spring round of golf. You got the little QZ going. You got the, you almost got like half a popped collar going on. I got like half of it coming out a little bit. You're, you got your pinned hat on. You're just ready to go. And I love that. Yeah. No, you know, um, very much so, Kev. I love the observation. You're absolutely right. This is a golf polo I'm wearing, actually, a traveler's golf polo that I'm wearing. Um, it was free. I played in a traveler's tournament. Not that I was like out there searching for one. You know what I mean? Big difference. So it's going... not a traveler's championship polo. It's a traveler's company polo. Correct. Big okay. difference there. Big difference. Yeah. Big difference there. Um, but still got the logo. So um, and then rocking the Nike three quarter zip, which is extremely warm. It's got the pockets too, like the quarterback pockets going on right here in the yeah. belly area. Is it like a Joey pouch? Is it like a, a hoodie or is that connected or are they separate pockets? They are separate pockets. Okay. But they're deep. I mean, they connect. I mean, I'm like scissoring You're up my fingers yeah. right now. Yeah. My he- wireless headphones fall out of my um, pocket. But, and scissoring is probably not the best reference for that, but it'll be okay. Um, Scissor me timbers. Yeah. Ah, geez. No, but it, it was a little chilly today. Yesterday, it got up into the 60s. I was out hitting balls into the net. Um, and today was only mid 40s. It was a little bit chilly. So, uh, yeah, just, I, you know, that that's just the type of outfit. But I did this it being a black uh, pullover to Kev. I, you know, I felt like I was I was rather sleek. I felt that it was actually a slimming look on me, too. And I was like, you know, what, Brian. Maybe you just need to wear black every day. And then I was like, that's a bit ridiculous. Why don't you just eat better? Just um, only black and vertical stripes is all you're going to be wearing. Just trying to slim yourself. I mean, are you are you concerned about your weight, Brian? Like, are you trying to slim yourself down or what's going on? Something you want to talk about? No, I mean, I mean, sure. Sometimes when I walk by a mirror, I, I don't get the best angle or, you know, but no, we're, we're happy. We're living life. We're going to be. It's bathing suit weather soon. And I'm married. So what that means is I'm not going to look that great in a bathing suit. Woo! it's a it's a prerequisite you know what's really going to happen too like i don't i don't care if you're if you're overweight or underweight or what you are the amount of golf you're going to be playing next week is and the amount of walking you'll be doing at augusta i wouldn't be surprised if you lose somewhere in the neighborhood of five to ten pounds yeah i'm that's not going to shock me either i'm notorious for losing weight on vacation it annoys the hell out of courtney um especially yeah especially with my diet like the way i eat and the way i drink I, i i always lose weight on vacation she's just like i hate you so I am interested, but you're right, man. We're going to be, you know, 126 holes of golf is what we're slated for. Might be a little less. The weather's looking horrible right now, but we're not worried. Oh, no, about really? It. Well, I mean, 45% chance of thunderstorms pretty much every day, but that's that's a 55% chance that it's not. So, uh, yeah, you're, um, you have better odds of it, of it not raining. Um, let me ask you this, though. What's your forecast look like for your actual day at Augusta on Wednesday? Um, it looks fine. I mean, every okay. day this time of the year, you know, those April showers bring in those May flowers, which doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense because the azalea is already out in Augusta. Um, so March and February showers are apparently what brought those flowers. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the type of typical weather. So it's gonna. That's a good point, man. How do they have always such nice azaleas? You know what I think about Augusta? I feel like Augusta is almost like the Truman show 
it's just no, fake. It's, it's just like, like it's fake. It's, it's in just a like box. in his dome. Yeah. And like eventually like Tiger's just gonna like go and like he's just gonna walk into like a wall or something and it's just gonna be like not real. It's just I, gonna be a dome. I mean, it is crazy. I've seen some pictures of I'm pretty sure it's the 13th green, and they like had photos of it from like the 1970s compared to now. And like in the seventies, like you could see the fence, the property oh, line. Behind. Yeah. Like, do you, yeah, did you see 12, this photo? Right? The par three. Is it twelve? The par three. I did because uh, thirteen is the hole that they extended, which is right next to the the par. Yeah, three, I didn't right? think it was. You know, now I'm not. I do think. I do think. I I've seen the picture, but now it's escaping me. What? I'm pretty sure it's twelve. Um, but yeah, and it was like I couldn't believe that that was like considered to be because I think Augusta's kind of always been. Like well, it, hallowed ground kind of thing, and it was it was kind of like ratty looking, you know, I like mean, uni status. Yeah, I think, and there's probably so many things that go into it, right? Like, yeah, money, people watching. Um, I also think too, like in that time, because that that was a pick. I want to say it was from like maybe the seventies or so. Yeah, I, I thought feel so. like that was still the time frame where like hazards and penalty areas were really designed. Like you didn't rake bunkers and like the water, like, like you didn't make those things look nice. Like they were supposed to be like ominous and daunting and, and shitty. Whereas like these days, like you have pros aiming for bunkers because like, Oh, well, if I, if I leave it in the bunker, like what, whatever, it's an easy up and down because they're, they're so well-maintained. Oh yeah. Um, that could be like a, a terrible take obviously, but that's, that could be what's going on there too. No, I think, I mean, I think the course has just drastically changed over the years. And it's, I mean, it's, it's just, it's wild to look at in, in photos because you, it's just, it's so blatantly like just drowning in money, like that they're just throwing into, like there are these pink flowers just everywhere. And then in the other photo, it looked like Hurricane Sandy just rolled through South Augusta and yeah. like, everything was flooded. It well, I mean, they say they like paint the grass there too. I've right? heard that. I've yeah, heard I don't say, know if that's true, but well, I mean, I, that's not unheard of for courses to do that. Um, the but um, there's been also a lot of data that shows you can have perfectly fine grass and not water it as much. It might look dead, and they've had PGA tournaments like that. The problem is they get criticized by viewers that it looks like shit on TV. Who cares? It, it It's right. no effect. It's like the old course. Oh, it looks like shit. Well, it's fine. Right. So, and the people complaining about it on TV are the same people that want the courses to be firm and fast. And like, that's just how the courses become firm and fast. So right. you gotta, like, they're not going to be firm and fast and just like lush green. That's just not how it works. Yeah. Well, and that's, um, actually I had heard someone make that point about, um, in the role, the ball back um, conversation. Yeah. I forget who it was. I was talking to a bunch of people at the golf, uh, the CT golf expo this past week. It was awesome. We'll definitely get into that. But somebody had made a really good point that um, you can't just grow out the rough because geographically, that's not easy to do for everyone. Like you can't just tell people in the middle of Korea to grow out their rough that, I, I should well, even like Texas for like the, the match play from this weekend, Texas, uh, Austin country club, like the grass is still like somewhat like you can't grow the rough that long that time of year. The grass is well, still kind of dormant. Right. Just, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, based on your location and the way you're 
everything is. It's not equal playing field as if as as much as we like to think like golf is oh, I'm going to play golf here. I can go play golf there. Like it is so much more different, but it's just something that I hadn't thought of. And I'm not sure what made me think of that. What we just, how we got here, but um, oh. yeah, no. Um, it was just an interesting thought. And I was like, yeah, well, we've got three years for them to bitch about it. And we'll, we'll hear, we'll hear more about it. Apparently Rory's like, I'll play the reg- the rolled back ball, no matter what. Yeah, Rory's Rory's he, just a big. He's uh, an elder. He's an elder spo- statesman. He really is, man. Like he's like any any golf take that's like, oh, it's like all like these old fuds saying or like these old farts saying this. Like it seems like Rory's just always right in line. Like he just wants to agree with like the old guys, you know. Well, I so I mean, I think Rory's just kind of like also Team Rory. Like it it, it would only benefit him if everyone used a ball that didn't go as far. Like. He's still going to get it hit it farther than everyone else. It's not, he hit a ball onto a green 375 yards away. Flew it, flew it 350. Like, what the fuck is happening? Ball mark. I like, uh, but I think that is an exact one. It was really cool to watch, but like, I could understand your argument. Like, I don't think these guys should be able to hit the green in one shot. It's almost 400 yards, but I, it's also downhill. Texas is elevated. You know, the that's also factors. just not a course that you would ever have a stroke play event on. Like, Agreed. that's why it's that's why they have the short, match play. There. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so getting into the match play event. Yeah, I'd love to. Um. I've got a couple hot takes. I, I don't think lay them on me, baby. Let's go. I, Let me I, hear it. I don't think they're actually, I don't think there's going to be a popular opinion. Okay. Let me hear it. I'm curious to hear what you say. Um, Cause I love, well, we're, we're I'm just going to dive right in. Yeah. I'm okay with the match play being over. I, I thought all oh, weekend, okay. this is awesome. This is great. And then what we, the product we got on Sunday afternoon, I just, I wasn't interested. Like, well, that's had, what happens. Yeah. So I I mean, I had, I, I won a, a good amount of money on, on this event. I didn't even watch the last like hour of the event because it was over there. There was, there was no coming back. It wasn't exciting. Everyone was exhausted. No one was trying. I, I shouldn't say no one was trying. It was just, it's brutal to watch like so i know what you're saying the problem with match play is it's the opposite of a regular tour event where like it builds up to the drama like the drama is all like in the group play and i will say like the best day of the match play is saturday it was there's there's the perfect amount of people playing and the amount of matches going on that you get to see every single shot from every match for the most part but then you get to the last day where there's just two matches going on all day. And if one of them's a blowout like they were, then it's just not entertaining to watch. But well, sorry, go ahead. Finish. Oh, no, I, I was just going to say like Saturday of the match play is like the best day of it. Cause like there's just like I said, there's just like the perfect amount of golf going on and like every shot kind of matters. And like it's mm-hmm. like I love match play, but it's not made for TV necessarily, I guess is. Yeah. I, and I at. think that's why I understand why it needs to go. Um, but that being said, Sunday morning was sick. I mean, we had two, the both matches going into extra holes. Like that was awesome. Both of them looked like they were going to end a little bit early. Yeah. And they both, the tides turned and both of them went in extra holes. I had 
pre-tournament tickets on Cam Young and Scotty Scheffler. So I was really hoping that they did them two played each other in the final match. Um, mm-hmm. But that didn't happen. Obviously, Cam Young made it. So I hedged with Sam Burns. That ended up winning me some good chunk of change. But I just, I wasn't that interested in it once it it felt like the golf was lacking. And I think it's just a little bit more than that. Like you said, there's only two matches going on. I think I touched on this last week. Yeah, because we, we were start we recorded after um match play had started last week. Yeah. I said it's just so slow at times. And I was referring to the early groups um that got off in the morning when there were only, you know, three or four matches going on. So yeah. there's just a lot of downtime. They're not like it just feels really slow. Um, well, it's tough too, especially when you're having uh, on the day on the weekends when there's two sets of tee times per day too. Because like at the beginning of it, there's only a handful of matches going on, and then like as you get towards the middle of the day, where like the first round is going to be ending, like some of them end in like 13, 14 holes, whereas some of them go 18 mm-hmm. mat, 18 holes. So it's like there's less golf going on then. And then you have to wait. The next r- matches start. Um, no, I, I agree. There's not as much golf going on. I just like so I was thinking about this on Saturday. Like I said, like I think Saturday is the best day for it. And I think it's Saturday is an awesome day for us, like people that view golf how we are, because we're like the avid golf fans. And like our complaint about golf is that. Anytime they pay the person that's way. three over, it's oh they're only panning over because they're draining a forty foot putt or they're hitting it to within like a foot from two hundred fifty yards out or something like that. I loved Saturday because you literally got to see every single shot from every single match, which is like how I like to watch golf. Like you're not just seeing the highlights; you're seeing all of the golf shots, and that's what I thought was entertaining about watching on Saturday. Um, is that does that make sense? Like, do you see what I'm saying? Oh, oh no, for sure. I and I think that there actually could be a marketable product that would interest the players as well. Because I I don't know what the player consensus is, but it wouldn't surprise me if there's some players that are in the event, whether they want to admit it or not, are like, man, I don't know. This is kind of like this is kind of a lot. Yeah, I mean, we've got we've got a major in two weeks. It's this, a ton of golf. Yeah. If I it, that is a ton of golf. Um, and but it's for a huge purse. So like last place got sixty five thousand dollars. If you made zero points, um, lost every single match, you still made like sixty five grand. Really? Even if you didn't make it through group play in the match play, there's no cut. Oh, see, I thought that like you had to like win your group and advance through to get paid. I didn't. I didn't even look at the payouts for this. Oh no! It, so it didn't matter for us. It was not on. So, for example, I had Sahithagala as my one and done because I needed to try to make a splash. And yeah. he um he only gained one point, correct? I think he only won a match and he lost his other two, if I remember correctly. Correct. Yep. He went one and two. He made $113,761 for um getting one point. The, no way. Why yeah. wouldn't people want to go play in this? Yeah, so... <laughs> So if you won zero matches, if you went 0 and 3, or yeah, yeah, if you went 0 and 3, you won $67,500. That's Apple wild. Mate was 74,857. What did Burns take home? Huh? Like three? What Burns take home? Like three million? Three and a half. God. Um, That's cool so, that it was an elevated event. I wish that I, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, so this is another thing that I thought was a little interesting, or I thought wasn't that big of a deal. The so Rory and um Scheffler were playing for third and fourth. Um third brought home like 1.5, fourth okay. brought home like 1.2. Who cares? Who can like especially those guys? I I just <laughs> we're talking a different and I saw a meme, it, and it was like of Rory talking to Sky Shepherds, like you want to just like both concede, and like, dude. So I was just gonna say, so like in well, donate in poker, the three hundred in poker tournaments, for example. Like if you're playing in a tournament and it gets to the point, like there's like three or four of you at the final table. Some sometimes you're like, oh, do you just want to chop the pot? And like you'll just like evenly distribute like the the remaining like prize money or whatever yeah. like that's immediately what i just thought of i was like oh you want to just chop this we'll each take 1.25 or 1.35 whatever it is i mean he like listen scotty you exhausted he's like well that's the thing it's like great i haven't even prayed yet and and rory's like well i'm fucking man listen poppy was up all goddamn night i haven't slept in seven days can we just can we just call it no fine i'll whoop your ass in skins and uh and and then i'm gonna win 300 grand more than you Dude, what do you think the solution is for the like? Do you almost have group play be like nine whole matches? You know, like you do no, two of them no, a day. No, no, like no. so. Oh, so I never really got to what I think. Sorry. Um. So what I think could be a marketable event for the PGA is to take the top twenty golfers. Yeah. And just have them do a match play Saturday and Sunday. You don't. You don't need Friday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday play. You can have this done on a weekend. You could still have the pros around doing things to promote the tournament during the week, um, things like that. It's just tough because who's going to sponsor that? Like, oh, we need a twenty million dollar sponsor to, or, or purse. Yeah, we need a sponsor to fill this twenty million dollar purse. Or maybe it's not a designated event. That's fine too. People are still going to tune in to the best twenty golfers in the world playing match yeah. play against each other, and it really. It, you're not going to end up with a situation. I'm not bashing anybody, but where Mackenzie Hughes is the one playing for, you know, maybe. He no, I, I know what you're saying. Like, it's just nobody cares. And that's. Yeah. It's, so what I would like to know, like, I know we talked about this last week, the PGA championship, obviously, like we said, it used to be match play and it went away like in the late fifties. I would like to know like the driving reason that they went to stroke play. Probably players. You can't be the the larger right. your field get. I mean, you couldn't have it be any the field be any larger than it currently is, and it already takes them five days to do it. Well, right, and that's the thing. Like, so story, they like, only had match play was the originals. So when right. fields have a hundred and thirty plus, you just I mean, no shot whatsoever. I mean, yeah, you could maybe say do nine hole matches, but I feel like you would run into just so many draws and so many um extra holes that I, like yes it would still be shorter but you'd find yourself running into problems because you, those people then need to up play other holes that other people are playing on it, yeah th- does that make sense yeah i think the thing is that like stroke play is just like like a four-day stroke play tournament is just like the ultimate way to showcase who is the best golfer oh for sure how many times like it's not just a- like a 1v1 like single elimination tournament you know, no. like that's we that's, we see all the time 54 hole leaders and we've seen the best of them. John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler blow 54 hole leads. Mm-hmm. Rory McIlroy. I mean, 
it is not easy to just go out and win a tournament, even if you have a one, two, three stroke advantage. I mean, Scotty Scheffler had. Um, well, so here's the, six well, how, strokes on Roy McIlroy last year in the tour championship. And yeah, Rory ends up winning after four days. Like, well, how about Rob? I forget what tournament it was. He, he won this spring. I remember we were recording and like in oh my gosh, Thursday he, match, he shot like two over or something. After, right. Dude, I, I was like, he's probably not even going to make the cut. And right. he was like T 70 something. And then he goes on a heater Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And yeah, ends right. up winning. Right. Exactly. And like, if that was match play, he just would have been eliminated in that match. And now he's not even making it to the second day. You know what I mean? So, and, and right. And that's where, like you said, it's not the best player who wins and, and that's okay. It's just like, I feel like that's okay for matches for like us, I don't think that's a product that you can sell. Like, just oh, trust I me. Agree. It, yes, there's a chance you're going to get Kevin Kisner and Billy Horschel, which for actual golf fans will be a sick match. But yeah. for someone flipping through the television, they'd be like, nope. No. Dude, honestly, a Kevin Kisner, Billy Horschel match play match mic'd up. I would love to watch that. That would be like a really entertaining two people to hear talk back and forth I would want them other. to be at least have I don't know if Billy's a big drinker but I would want kids to at least have a couple beers like make it all for charity make yeah. make all of it go to charity so they didn't yeah. have a problem like actually you think you'd get criticized after if someone was like oh you were drinking so you don't care about your charity as much you could have put more effort into trying to win that money for your charity you think i bet there'd be a hard i no matter what you do someone's going to be complaining about something we'll call them a hard direction the hard directional groups um so i think ultimately at the end of the day the thing that's cool about match play on the pga tour level is that it's it's something different yeah you know like i think that's what i like about it too i enjoyed you know, filling out a bracket. I, I really love betting it because it, it's bracket form, right? So the yeah. way I was doing it, my logic was I'm going to bet one guy out of each quadrant mm-hmm. and try to go about it that way. Whereas in a tournament, you're just betting every guy against every guy. And it's a lot like you just couldn't do that. There's no strategy that way. So luckily I had three of my four guys make it out of group play. So I was feeling really good. And then I had two of the four guys in the semifinals and they were on opposite sides of the bracket. So, I mean, in terms of betting, like it was really easy to hedge. Um, and same sort of thing. I had a huge parlay with um, Cam Young, Homa, oh. Scotty Scheffler and uh, sorry, Homa, Scotty Scheffler and Rom getting out of their group. And Cam Young had already, or whoever my second guy had already. Yeah. Homa, one because his partner conceded. He yeah. Decky just quit. He said, I'm yeah. going home. Um, and then Homa won his match. Oh no, that was Homa. No, um, he lost Saturday morning. Yeah, but he got out of group play. Oh, oh, yeah, he won his group. Yeah, yeah. but so the last person I had in that huge parlay, like two hundred or twenty-five to win like two fifty, was Rom against Billy Horschel. Rom had to be Billy Horschel. Billy Horschel was like plus 180. So I just threw a bunch of money on Billy Horschel. And I was like, either way, I'm going to yeah. be doing very well out of this. Billy Ho is a match play specialist too. Yeah. And he ruins lives. I mean, he will just yeah. come out there and step on your throat. So it uh, it's definitely a, a, a different format. I, I do enjoy it. I just, I get why it doesn't really work. 
Oh, I completely agree. And going back to the betting thing, I do enjoy betting match play. It's a lot of fun. My issue, I had the opposite issue you had because I took three guys to win the whole thing pre-tournament who were Sahith Thigala, Max Homa, and luckily Sam Burns. Thank you, Burnsy, for coming through for me. But Big one Sahith does not make it to the weekend, and Homa and Burns are in the same quadrant. So if they win their matchup on Saturday morning, like one of them has to go, has to advance. So right. I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, but luckily that ended up working out for Burnsy. Um, so that so I actually enjoyed Sunday for that reason because no, so, it was like really great morning matchups, and then it was just like a, a nice blowout for Burns. So it was like a stress free Sunday for the kid, you know. And I and I get that because you had a ticket on Burns to win, right? Three, exactly. Three rounds that's, plus that's an isolated, instance. you know, forty to one, which is a great bet. We're congratulating Kev on that smart pick. Thanks. Dave. I will just say, if you didn't have a Sam Burns ticket, I don't think you would have found it as interesting. Oh, I oh I. I have no problem agreeing with what you have to say right now. Yeah, <laughs> That's all right. completely true. Yeah. Um, um, but no, I, I agree. I mean, I think we've, uh, at this point, I would say we've uh, safely beaten our review of the match play <laughs> event to death. Um, but I agree. I think it's not, it's not sustainable for the tour. I would like to have one, one, one a year. That's all um, I want. And I agree. I just don't know if it's place is during the FedEx cup season. I, I don't think you oh, that's ha- fair. I, I don't think although like they want the the you know some time off maybe like the first event of the or the first event before the year really starts like you get it it, it when it's only 20 guys and they're these guys like want to play with each other yeah. like or maybe it's only 16 guys <clears throat> maybe it's only the guys that are in the Tiger Woods um virtual golf league like I think there are ways to do this with people How about that are already this? invested. How about this? I just thought of one. So the top, like, almost have it be like a series, but like over the course of like a month. So like your first week, you have like your group play, have like three days worth of group play to determine who moves forward the next weekend and just have it be on the weekends, just like two day event. And this is in the off season. So like you have your group play one week, the next week, you whittle it down to like your eight final guys or whatever. Take no, a week off. We're already out, and th- Kev. It's you, you know, I like that. You've well, that's what take- I'm saying because it's the off season. Just do whatever. They only get say eight weeks of off season. Now you've already yeah. want them to commit 25 percent of that off season. Yeah, I know. I just I don't know. I like I like match. I, the, the problem is is like if you have too much of it, then it's gonna then you're not gonna like it as much. So like I think like I said earlier, it's just like having it like one week out of the year makes it fun. But or if- um. They mic'd it up. Like, make it so because the reason you're not going to mic everything up is because these guys are playing. The guys for don't their want livelihood. that. Well, they're playing yeah. for their livelihood. They don't care when they're playing the match. And no matter what, they're winning a couple million bucks or whatever it is. Or it's all going to charity, anyways. They're just yeah. building their brand and, and promoting what, you know, themselves. It, if it's for that, I think you could get it done. I just don't know you know, what the avenue is for that, which I, like you said, I think we've beaten. Well, that's, that's the tough part. It's like, there's like this, like, like, are we on the PGA tour or are we having like a match type event now? And like, we're like, I think it needs to be be great to have something halfway. I think it needs to be put on by capital one. Yeah. I think that would be cool. Like almost like instead of just like a, a single like evening event for like have it be that like was, a couple of days. Th- that, that was a cool. hard stance for me saying Capital One. I mean, there, there are so many companies that could step up, but I no, just, but well the Capital went, One is who does it. Remember when they used to do the the Viking commercials? They should bring that back, but like have like Vikings 
on the course for the match. I like the uh, Jennifer Gardner commercials. I'm a big fan of those. I don't know if I remember those or if I've seen those. Are they recent? Anytime she's in a commercial, they're great. I don't know. Maybe that sounds creepy. Um, (laughs) Well, when you have a mustache like yours, yeah, it it sounds creepy. It's growing growing on me. I love when they have the commercials with her in there. Um, oh man but no either way fun fun tournament until yeah the capital one venture card come on just, obviously right, whatever obviously. um so you i mean you had a busy week i mean for for the off season you you got to the the expo i think you you might have played some golf if i remember sure did correctly. sure did no it was it was a great time got out to uh the hartford or the connecticut golf expo a couple times Saw a uh, you know a few of the people that we've had on the podcast. I was chatting with um, Alec uh, Lorenzo from Pinned Golf. I stopped over their booth uh, Friday afternoon, chatted with him for a little while. Saw him uh, Saturday when I was there as well. A um, lot of exciting stuff. We're probably going to have him on the podcast again soon to talk about the upcoming things that they have, the new releases that they're going to be on for the spring and summer. Um, Amazing. A lot of exciting stuff. Some new colors going to be uh, coming out, uh, possibly. And uh, connected with Fred over at Link Strings. They have some exciting stuff coming up. Fred will also need to be. Um, he'll be coming on the podcast soon. They're going to be doing a bunch of golf tournaments throughout the state of Connecticut this year, um, which is going to be very exciting. Um, and I chatted with George Connor. Uh, told him that, uh, listen, things are great, but yeah, my swing, listen, we, we, we need to get back in the shop. And he said, I know I can tell, um, by looking at you, but, um, it, it was, it was a great time overall. Um, didn't, uh, didn't go crazy with, with too much. I, I went with, uh, you know, Mike Price ended up getting a putter, which is great. That was a, it was actually a huge purchase for Mike Price because he had commandeered his wife's putter. Um, yeah, but, I know this about him. Doesn't yeah, he have his so, wife's driver too? At, for some time he did. Yes. Yeah, um, okay. and then he, he, he upgraded, but, uh, Mike came away with a new putter that was, that was huge for him. And, well, uh, um, can you tell me what he got? Was it a spider? Did he get a tailor-made spider like the boys? It was not a GT rollback like the boys. But, oh, but now. Kev, you will be excited to know Dennis Anicelli, listener of the pod, he recently bought a tailor-made, a tailor-made spider yeah, GT man. rollback. Uh, he joined the fam. Oh. He joined the fam. He got Oh, man. Spider um, boys. Hashtag. I'm, I'm just telling you, it's part of the fam. And I, I told him, you're going you're gonna to really love I mean... I hate to use Nate and uh, Nate Lachance and and the men's warehouse slogan, but you're just gonna like the way you look. I and I guarantee it because it just is so easy to putt with that thing, Kev. I'll tell you. Um, it's so I'll so the I think the best endorsement for it was like the last couple holes of this of the Curry Classic when. Nelly, I think, said, he's like, that thing really is a cheat code, isn't it? Because yeah. you and I were just rolling the rocks so well that day. He's like, I might have to get one of these. I mean, it it, it really does. I mean, that, it sells itself. That's how, you know, I yeah. was over at Cody's going through a bunch of different putters. And this is the one that I just consistently kept rolling in. And now whether that is because of my skill or because of the club or because the floor is shaped the way so the ball rolls directly in the hole when you hit it, we'll never know. But I will say I came away with that fitting with a lot of confidence. I've brought it out to the golf course and I just, there's not a lot of times where I have a putt where I don't feel comfortable. And there are times there, there are a few times 
and but they're usually like when most people would feel uncomfortable like i've got a 70 foot putt like i need to make i I need to not three putt this well all right so just put it 69 feet and make sure you're in the circle of trust oh okay cool thanks caddy appreciate that advice yeah get out of here dick um that and i this was uh was a little uncomfortable this weekend i had a um birdie putt probably only about five five and a half feet it was downhill kev oh i so i was oh i I parred the hole i i left the ball pin high but it was a little short so i definitely didn't have the pace to get there but i sat there on the green afterwards and hit that putt like 12 more times i only got it closer once and every other time it was either three feet short or five feet past. It was Dude. just that fast. Like I was, I was like stopped on the slope and I probably wouldn't have stopped there during the summer, but because the greens were punched and it's, there's still a little bit, I mean, they weren't really that furry, like, but just because of the time of the year, that ball settled there. Um, And I honestly just like, Tapped this thing so those putts are the worst thing in the world because you have to hit it soft enough that it doesn't go like way past the hole but like, also like the ball's the moving line. so yeah the ball's moving so slow that like the dimples on the ball itself can cause it to like go yeah. back like you could hit it like five times and you might miss left hit it straight but hit it miss it left two times right two times and go in one you know what i mean like it's right. just it's so hard to hit those putts yeah um so that, but, but getting back to the GT rollback, uh, spider GT rollback, I love it. I, I mean, I'm just a huge fan of it. It, the sweet spot is huge. I was telling, uh, you know, Mike about how I was a, a huge fan of blade putters. That's why I see Tiger Woods use. That's what I see the pros use. And I heard a golf podcast with, I forget what pro it was, um, you know, a top 50 golfer in the world. Oh, maybe it was Max Homa. Um, and he was, it was, it was on a different podcast and he was just saying like, that sweet spot is so small. Like you guys are such shitty golfers to be like using a, a putter like that. They're on Bob does sports. Uh, I forget who it was, but it's so true. Um, the sweet spot on these, these bigger putters is so nice. And Kevin and I don't have these huge, huge back end putters, but it's, I'd call it a little hybrid. It's, it's much bigger than a blade. But it's it's in between the mallet. I, I feel like it's a half moon. Call it maybe like a, half like moon. A, a mid mallet. Mid mallet. The M M&M. and M. Yeah. Um, yeah. I no, think that's the technical it. term. Mid mallet. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm very excited. Well, uh, for I mean, Dennis to be a part of the GT rollback family, and I'm excited for yeah. Mike Price to get a new putter. Yeah. So uh, what did Mike Price end up getting? I, to be honest, I really don't know. It was, uh, it, it's not a brand that I'm familiar with, but he got a good. It was a good price. Um, he wasn't, he wasn't going there for a $250 putter, you know, that, yeah, why don't no, we just fine. keep it? We, we could, we could keep it. Okay. At what do, do you know? What attracted him to the specific putter he landed on? Like what, was there any sort of process here? He's like, I want, Oh, there was a process. So me and John were, were with him and we yeah. went through every putter that was in this one area. Now it's unfortunate that we found this area and made the decision because then we stopped at like eight other vendors and they all had a much larger selection (laughs) we're not going to talk about what vendors were which um but on the same line although they had larger selections these putters were also like what 
what you and I would expect to pay for them. And yeah, I, I don't think that's what Mike, Mike, like we picked up an Odyssey putter. It was like 165 bucks. He was like, Oh, these are nice. Number one putter on tour. I was like, well, I mean, that's what they say for some reason because of the, how large the amateur tour probably is. But Scotty Cameron is probably the most successful putter on, on tour. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe it's Odyssey. Um, I just think that's a numbers thing. Like, like Titleist, there's so many players in professional golf using it that it's just kind of skewed. Um, Dude, either so, way, Mike wasn't going to be buying the Odyssey putter. So he was happy yeah. with, the, with the purchase. Um, I will say, Kev, we walked up to one of the, the vendors and uh, they had these uh, tailor-made irons. I was like, oh, I like word vomit came out. I was like, wow, those are sexy. Yeah. And some guy was walking by uh, like with his son and he was like, wow, they really are. <laughs> $24.99 for the set. What kind of irons were they? Were they like blade the, irons? Like, were they like really like, what were they? Like what made them so sexy? They, like they're tailor made, like professional, top of the line. Yeah, yeah. Brand new iron. It is funny how like those like super simple, small irons just look so nice. It was, I mean, it had like a chrome face, and then the black, the top, the back, top half of it was black, and that like there were just so many things about it that really made it look smooth. Um, yeah. But I, I'm sorry, you've got to be kidding. Uh, 2500 for stock like they're not even custom you know what i mean like no, they're it there you get the cardboard box that they come in on the table everybody's touched these are you gonna wipe them down with a right oh man that's unbelievable that's wild yeah so tell me what did did you get like a nice little haul did you get anything at the expo like tell me what you walked away with oh yeah i i'm nothing too crazy i mean i already have enough golf shoes so i stayed out of that department and i don't really need anything club related like i the 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 judge the judge is still in his chambers can't come up with a verdict or the jury. I don't know if there's a jury trial or if just a judge trial. What are you trying to say, right? The Vokey wedges. The Vokey wedges. <laughs> oh, oh, a decision has not been made, and I don't know if it's in circuit court or this is a a jury trial. I don't know how many people need to be involved in the decision, but we're at a stalemate right now. So, no new clubs need to be added to the bag. So, okay, I. There were some nice shirts, but like there were also some really outrageous ones. Like there was one, it it was a really cool pattern. And then I looked closer, and Mike Price was like, "What does that say? Fiddlesticks." It said "fiddlesticks" on this shirt at least a thousand times. It was unbelievable. Um, there were some. Oh, sure, I'm oh, sure. Twenty bucks, twenty bucks. Okay, when am I gonna wear that? I need right. four of them so my whole group can match me and we all look like douchebags in the same event. I'm not yeah. wearing that to my men's club event on a Saturday. Are you kidding me? I'm going to get beat up like high school. This was how, how small was it? Like, would anybody even notice that's what it says? Like on the golf course, probably not. But like, I mean, I don't a bar afterwards. Like somebody's gonna be like, does your shirt say fucking fiddlesticks? I mean, somebody's probably going to like see it behind you and be like, dude, does that guy's fucking shirt say fiddlesticks? I'm going to go that ask a- him. Is that a brand? I've never even like. I'm not sure. That... I'm not sure. I I I wasn't even gonna Google it. Um. But so and, and realistically, strange. I do have enough 
like golf clothing at this point. Yeah. Tons of life in the rough, tons of nice polos. And the, and the polo collection's only growing. It's going to get larger when we go down to Augusta next week. Um, but true. I did walk away with a golf glove. They were selling them two for $12. Me and Mike went in on that. Six bucks each, no tax, beat the man. Um, so came home with a golf glove, and then I got a dozen Pro V1s for $31. No um, way. Yeah, I mean... Add them to the collection. I know I'm going to meet up with you this weekend to get some. Uh... Wow. We're not meeting. What up a... Oh, no, we are. But what a great room. I would have totally forgot to bring the golf. You're going to have to remind me at least five more times this week. You know oh, what Kev, me? I would have. I, I, would have sent you, I wouldn't have sent you a text. I probably we probably would have met up. You'd be like, damn, I forgot the balls. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Dude, I, we're going to meet up. I'm going to be like, shit, I forgot my clubs. I don't, I don't know. You know me. Um. um very very nervous about the weekend i'd love i mean um well we'll get there in a minute so came away with a dozen pro v1s basically brand new i mean they're not a scratch on them they're they're in a bin so i mean they're clearly used um, oh okay but uh i mean from the naked eye can't uh can't find a thing wrong with them I mean, half the time I'm using a ball, it's I used it the previous round anyway. So that bitch is used too. Yeah, I mean, right? or, or you used it on the previous hole. Like, yes, you know, right. you're absolutely right. But like, you could even like simplify that even more. Like, once you've hit it once, it's used. Correct. And pro golfers don't even change their ball every hole. They usually will throw like nine balls in their bag, you know? So Pops. it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you want to at least. You probably throw at least a few sleeves in there just in case you have a you have an off day. I, I bet average is like six balls um, that they put in their bag. I would say nine to twelve. You think this Googleable is Googleable a word? Googleable word. It's a ver it's a I don't know what it is, but all right. Well, I mean 31 bucks for 12 Provies, though. I mean, that's a that's a good deal. Um Maybe more than maybe more than six. Yeah, maybe between nine and twelve. I bet that's Most PGA is. Tour players usually carry nine golf balls each round. This is from flawlessgolf.com. I'm not saying they're reputable. Oh, bro, you uh, never heard of flawless? Golfnews.net says most PGA golfers carry in the area of nine balls. Okay, huh. dude, I, I will say the one ball rule is kind of crazy. Um. You can only use one type of ball. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of nuts. Um, just that, like, I feel like that's such a stupid rule. Like, one of the stupid rules of golf. Like, all right, we're, I, I mean, grand, most of these guys have sponsorships, but not all of them. Like, probably, actually, most of them don't have deals on, like, the equipment, the balls that they play. So, yeah, they do. It. Excuse me? Dude, like guys on the Corn Ferry Tour have deals. All of them? I think I, I think more pros have deals with equipment companies than like a lot of people realize. So I don't know if that's accurate based on some podcasts that I've listened to. Um, mm -hmm. There's not a lot of money in equipment deals anymore. Oh, I, I'm just saying. Um, so, so hold on. Let me just finish this. Yeah, yeah. So go for it. If someone like Bo Hostler... Yeah, it's approached by Callaway, and he's like, "Dude, I don't hit your ball very well. I'm, I'm just not like I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not yeah. that interested for you to pay me 
$200,000 when these purses are for $20 million. I like, it's just, it doesn't make financial sense for me to do that. And I don't remember if it was Patrick. No, it wasn't. Cantley. There was someone on foreplay recently that was saying like, no, I don't have a deal. Cause I, I get to choose my own equipment. It doesn't. Mm, I, yeah. I, can, I uh, guess that's a good point. I, yeah, nah, I, I see what you're saying, but I guess like these guys aren't going to be using multiple different balls. But what, what I'm saying is what value does Titleist get from Austin Smotherman playing a Titleist? Who gives a shit? Yeah. That's like I, well, I'm just saying, like, who's going to ask yeah. Austin Smotherman what ball he's playing? No. Right. That's true. That's um, true. I think it's probably more for, like, the top 10, 15% of golfers in the world. Unless you're talking about there are some guys that have Cobra. There are some guys that have Strixon. There are some, like, um, yeah. Kuchar, I they, feel like a lot of guys have, like, almost, I don't want to say, like, unpaid partnerships, but like almost similar to how i don't know like if you think about people like they might like, get free shit like, like well that's what i'm saying like the good like they probably just like they get titleist balls they might not be getting paid 150 grand a year to play the titleist shit but like they're like a a titleist athlete where they they have all titleist clubs and shit you know what i'm saying right it would be it'd be like if we were a super successful podcast and like some like people were like companies send you stuff to try out and then all of a sudden you're like I'm team Wilson. These balls are fucking free. They're for me. I'd be like, oh, right. Kev, like they're, uh, they're not paying you to use them. I get it. But is that, no, that's a bad example. Cause we're not professional golfers, but like, you're not going to just use a product cause it's free. If it's not going to benefit you. Yeah. It's yeah. in your profession. No, I see what you're saying. Um, going back to your, your point original point about that being a stupid rule i do agree it's a stupid rule but i feel like it's a stupid rule because it's not necessary because who's just going to be like oh like this particular hole i'm going to benefit more from my pro v1x versus my pro v1 or like my bridgestone versus my you know what i mean like people are going to use the same ball anyway like even like we do that as as amateurs well no no right i i completely agree but that's the reason the, the rule is in place because they don't want people trying to use an advantage on different holes with different balls, which is crazy to begin with. But what if it was just like an accident? Like I get it on the pro level. It won't because like, they don't even probably stock their bag. Their cat, like their caddy probably makes sure well, everything. Those is- guys are hitting even like on the range, they're hitting the same ball that they're gaming on the course. You know what I mean? Like they're using the same ball just like to keep all conditions the same. So it's like, I just feel like, God forbid, like if a ball got put into your bag, even if you don't use it, like, is that a, that that's a penalty? I think as long as you don't play it, it's not a problem. It can be in your bag. Okay. Okay. Well, who's going to know if it's even in there? You know, Scotty doesn't know. Let let me tell you, there's, it's all about uh, the honor system. That's, that's the game we play. And if Patrick Reed's out there, we've got concerns. Did you see in the Scotty Jason Day match earlier in the, week like jason day was like about to re-teak yes his ball. Scott, and scotty was like hey you don't a, need to re-team man what a guy last, you know last act so kev you want to you want to play it out for the rest um i i definitely cut you off you were going to explain what exactly happened oh yeah i mean i can i can walk the walk the fans through it but basically i don't know what hole it was but jason day tees off kind of hits a duck hook into the left it's not ob it's considered a lateral hazard um well he didn't then, see it 
he didn't he didn't see where it crosses it or yeah he, he stopped watching the ball because he was like fuck like it's gonna be in the in the no shit good. so he goes to tee off and before he hits scotty is like hey like what do you like you don't need to be re-teeing like it crossed up there you can just drop and basically have a shot into the green versus having to hit three from the tee box um so what a guy and a also, guy. Scotty's probably like, I'm like way the fuck down there in the middle of the fairway. I'm going to throw a dart and just tap this puppy in for bird. Like, you're going to be struggling to get up and down for par anyway. Like, who it's cares? An, just another driver sandwich for me there, big guy. But yeah. why don't you play up? Why don't exactly. you just play up? Yeah. So just a, just a class act out of Scotty. Who would expect anything different anyway? Um, but no. Yeah. Just, just, a, just a well-played uh, self-policing sport. Scotty's a sportsman. Here we are. Well, um, so um, I was over at the, uh, you know, pins booth uh, this weekend at the expo mm-hmm. and a gentleman comes up. He's like, he looks so familiar. I was like, I'm in the industry, but it's not a big deal. I was like, you want to talk to Mr. Lorenzo here about pinned? And uh, he, I mean, we're, we're get, going through it. At the end of the day, the guy buys the range finder. Um, but as we're going through, he's like, I'll just have slope. Like, you know, you're not supposed to use this in tournaments. He's like, yeah, no, absolutely. You can turn that off. He's like, well, how do you know if someone does? He's like, well, I mean, it's kind of like the honor system. He's like, oh, yeah, you know. I was like, come on. We've all got those friends who three putt, and then they say they got a par. And he's like, yeah, I know. You're telling me. And this guy was probably in his, like, 70s. Definitely been yeah. retired for a while. Um, And it's just, you know, one of those things. The honor system. It's the game we play. You need to, uh, you know, stay reputable. Stay true. Uh, Turn off that slope if you know what to do. Um, And, yeah. Do you keep your slope on on your pinned range finder? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I go like I don't consciously turn it on and off, but like just like going in and out of the case and like picking it up and down. Like I feel like sometimes it gets like switched in the other direction and like when it's not on, sometimes I'd like just like, all right, like it says it's this, but like, I think like, sometimes I like to just be like, Oh, I'm just going to calculate it in my head. But then sometimes when it's there, I'm like, Oh, it's just nice to have it there. You know? Well, yeah. Um, it, I mean, that's, I'm talking in circles here because I played black ledge a lot. Their elevations. I just, I know them already. Um, yeah the par three on the back plays about four yards downhill, like on Anderson. It's just a lot of times, to be honest, Kev, I was talking to Alec about this. I mostly use my range finder to like hit other things. Like how far Same. is that tree? How far is that yeah. golf cart? How far is yeah. that cart girl? Um, yeah, yeah. How far is out of bounds? Um, how far are the ladies tees? Yep. I can clear those. Um, it's just, I'm usually looking to get a number that's relative as opposed to, Oh, wait, flags at 172? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've got 174 club. I think I might have to raise my hands a little bit, lighten up my grip a little bit. Maybe yeah. My stance. Like, come on. Who are we kidding? I could, I could say all that I, and then still hosel rocket it onto the next fairway. So it just, that's 100% true. I use, so I don't always, I mean, I guess I do use my rangefinder for like hitting my approach shots. But like when I'm using my rangefinder, I use it more to know like how much I need to carry to like, like what do I need to cover to get to the front of the green or what line do I want to be taking like off of a tee box, you know? Oh yeah. I, I mean, but it's, um, it's just such a valuable tool. Oh um, yeah. Like yeah, I, I'm, obviously I it's, it's great to, 
like be able to have the um be able to have the exact number and if it is the exact number that like you were like oh 85 yards that's my sandwich 85 on the numbers my sandwich you know that perfect swing then it just lands pin high you're like yep if that was 89 we would have had a problem but uh 85 i got it all day it it's the confidence thing about golf i mean i love it i um got to play this weekend i went out sunday morning uh, 9 a.m. tea time. Actually, 9.10 tea time. 9.10. Showed up early, per usual. Not quite and... the first tea time kind of thing? No, definitely not. There were people in front of me. Um, I played the Anderson side. There was a men's club event on the Gilead side. I didn't even know okay. there was a men's club event that day, which is dumb of me because the season already started, so clearly there would have been. I just wasn't thinking. Booked it late night. A couple of cocktails. Um, so 9.10 tea time. Booked a single. Um show up to the tee box there's a guy in a cart or actually i get there first guy pulls up in the cart behind me i was like oh you got the nine o'clock or nine ten he's like no nine o'clock and i was like oh all right um you you're you're ahead of me then um he's like well i'm playing with three other guys um you can just go ahead if you want and i was like roger that guy he's like if you're ready i was like i'm always ready i was like i woke up ready born ready you're like, bro, I was literally waiting here on the tee box for you. I'm obviously ready. Like, what yeah, do you think I, I'm doing here? <laughs> I, I'm ready for anything. I mean, I yeah. triple bogeyed the first hole, so it probably didn't look like I was ready. Um, the but, first hole on Anderson? Yeah, fucking threw my... Not a it good was, start. It, no, no, it was it was super wet. I shot my... Sliced the shit out of my um, tee shot, went into the trees. I was up against a tree three different times on the hole. Oh, it was. Yeah. I mean, I just, I never took my medicine. I just kept punching through the tree line. Um, I probably, I was going to ask like of the, like, this is not really a triple bogey hole in general, that hole. No, I just (laughs) kept hitting it into the trees. Um, but got out, um, eight over on the front and like seven or eight over on the back. I mean, okay. I, I I didn't play horrible. It was just, I, I really need to get the driver figured out. I'm just not putting myself in good positions. I, I hit, I had some really nice shots where I stuck some um, approach shots really close to the green, gave myself good looks at birdie, but they weren't from good. Like they weren't from good spots in the fairway. They're like, I was yeah. making something happen from will and uh well when when your driver's not working and it's also really wet like you just said and it's also probably pretty cold still this time of the year like yeah it, it, it exasperates the poor driving too which makes the game so difficult <sighs> i mean it was it was rough i used a lot of hybrid a lot i mean yeah. Kev, i remember it was like the third hole no it was the fifth hole and i was like I just get a fucking seven iron into a goddamn great. Like, can I just yeah. get a seven iron? Like, it's like I'm going like driver, punch a hybrid, fucking 52 degree. And I'm just like, can I just hit some regular fucking shot? So what I started to do, because I ended up catching a twosome in front of me. Um, and I mean, not really catching, like they were on the same hole as me, but yeah, I wasn't in a rush. So I started playing two balls. And okay. I would not off the tee. I just that I've done from experience. It's just so exhausting playing two balls off the tee. And unless it's a part three, 
Um, also, because if they don't go in the same direction, you feel like such a fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, so was hitting a lot of multiple shots into the green and like let's say i had a ball in a, in the trees i'd play my ball up as i'm walking into my next shot i'll just drop one say like a yeah. 30 shot and like just to practice it because one i'm not really going anywhere i'm not in a rush i played 18 holes in three hours and 15 minutes it was glorious with um, all these extra shots too which is nice with all these extra shots right yeah. but i would have played in the well maybe three hours and five minutes if I wasn't right, play, but I would have been waiting on tee boxes and waiting or even worse. Like they would ask me to play with them. And like, I no, come on. Like, just Were you completely up. solo dolo the whole time? Yeah. Yeah. Headphones. Uh, just playing music out of the pin speaker. I love that. The, uh, the dart, the dart. I was going to say the ace, like it's not the ace. It's the dart. Nope. Um, um, it's, you're not logging your score anyway. It's too early in the season. Like you may as well just like drop some balls, hit some shots, you know? No, and I the thing is, I tripled the first hole, and I was like, "Well, fuck this." Um, bogey the second, bogey the third, par the fourth, bogey the fifth, par the sixth, par the seventh, and then I parred two in a row. I was like, "Oh, first record! What are we doing here?" <laughs> it's just it's so funny how you get that feeling like out of season. You're like, "Oh my god." like back-to-back pars that's what this feels like this is so effortless like par three just pulling up there two putt next hole put one in the right side of the fairway stick it to like eight feet i was like this game is just so fucking easy like i'm not even pushing my own cart it uses a remote control and then i two putt from seven feet and i'm like ah this game's not so easy it's crazy like how easy it seems when you have it and how hard it seems when you don't and it's like it's, it's a five minute difference sometimes. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, Kev, there's nothing worse than having no idea where your driver's gonna go. Oh, I know, I know exactly <laughs> how you feel. <laughs> you played with me like a month ago, man. You know, I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> I mean, I, well, no, but it's I'd also go one further. Like it's even just as bad to know where it's gonna go and not be able to do anything about it. <laughs> like. You just every time you're like, hey, I bet it's going to start here and end up 50 yeah. yards that way and coming in hot. Yeah. It doesn't matter how far left I aim. It's still going to go way right kind of situation like one of those days. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's that's what we were dealing with. But um, I just kept telling myself, listen, it's it's March. You can't even log these scores. Who cares? You still play Betty that better than bogey golf. You played in three hours and 15 minutes. Uh, you played golf that's what it is i played golf you played golf outside 18 holes and was home early enough to catch the end of the first round of matches before the second round even went off it was i mean can't beat that no can't beat that um not with a stick no we're i mean we're kevin and i were gonna try to get some golf in this weekend but it it's, it's looking dreary um so solid news brian i texted you earlier today we're, we're hoping to play on saturday down at stanley the i'm gonna like, i haven't like, asked courtney about that yet we're gonna we're gonna make that happen yeah, no, I, I don't quite want to call it a homecoming brian but like it's a homecoming for the boys i mean like we haven't i haven't played there did we play there last year or was that two years ago must have been two years it was when, two like, years you, me, ago Nate, and john yeah yeah um, um Used to be men's club members, no longer men's club members. Excited yeah. to get back there. We have white to red, by the way, which is like the OG men's club route. True. Um, 
But positive news for you. I texted you this morning. It went from 80 or 90% to 100% rain. It's now showing 90%. So we're trending in the right direction. However, um, however, my little how weather app. Me a however, after you well, tell me, let me, let me tell you, let me tell you. However, there's now a little lightning bolt in underneath the cloud. So Jesus. there might be some, uh, some frogginess to it for us to avoid, but we're going to keep a close eye on that. I, I mean, the tavern has great food over there. I have no problem. I mean, I mean honestly, like I wouldn't even be opposed. Like, if I get down there and it's terrible weather, like I'd be down to go play some virtual or something. We'll play some sim golf. I don't care. It'd be great to see. I got to get your, your freaking vice golf balls anyway. Yep. Um, that's a great idea, Kev. Just, um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to think about that too, just in case to get a, uh, maybe a Bay at Oakwood reserved up for us. Not a bad idea. I would um, love to get out on Stanley though. Like I haven't played Stanley. Like I, I think we both enjoy playing at Stanley. Like they, they maintain the course pretty decently. I haven't played there in a while. Would like to be, get together with the boys. Uh, not a major, not, not calling this a major, just like a little, uh, it's the first day of handicap logging season, which I think is, you got to play. Yeah. And there's currently 60 tea times available at Oakwood on Saturday. Oh, so. oh. I think we're good right now. We don't need to do any uh, any pre booking, but um, yeah, we don't. Yeah, I don't have to get out there. And I mean, listen, it, what, what's the worst that's gonna happen? We get a little wet. We a little I wet. think we're gonna be fine. I, I, I'm staying positive about this. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll report back next week on that. But Brian, we gotta get into oh. we gotta get into our bets before we before we uh, wrap up here tonight. Yeah, so I haven't even looked yet. So, Kev, I'm going to need you to go first. I will filibuster first and tell our... Well, well let's... Why don't we review or recap our bets from last week for the match play? Yep, I got that. I got that fired up. We'll so... give a little update, and then we'll go from there. All right, Kev, why don't you uh, refresh... Refresh our listeners on who you went with last week. It was a solid performance out of you. Not going to lie. It was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty jealous. Um, so who did I go with last week? Now I need to, now I need to scroll back. Through All right. My, uh, I've got that for you. You, you have them written down. Thank God. All right. So in round one, you took Jason day over, uh, Adam Spenson. Great bet. Great bet. And which hit with flying colors. And then you also took Tom Kim, not to be confused with KH Lee over Alex Norin. Yes. Uh, also a great bet that also hit, and then you took Cantlay to win Group Four, which was a um, across the board three and zero for you, Kev. Um, pretty impressive. I uh, my three picks I actually parlayed. I, I'd said last week on the podcast. I admitted I was lazy about it, and I, you know, I'm not doing really my best right now, uh, and giving you giving you the best effort for this week's Valero uh, Texas Open picks either. I'm doing it on the fly, but. I went with Rom to win his group, Scheffler to win his group, and Homa to win his group. Chef, I mean, Rom is the only one who did not advance out of his okay. group. He lost to Billy Horschel in a broad Saturday matchup. Uh, who saw that one coming, though? I mean, I thought that would have been a lock. Oh, Maybe not a lock. I mean, lock and it was all, it was 25 to win like 250 for a parlay. I was like, this is just, we are we are just bringing the kids home here. Um, yeah. So I went two and three. Kevin went three and three um, on the season. That changes. Uh, you, you misspoke. You went two and one, and I went three and zero. Oh. That's what I meant. 
Two wins, yeah. one loss. Kevin went three wins, zero losses. Um, on the season, that puts me at a total of nine wins, 11 losses, and one draw. And Kevin at 11 wins, eight losses, and two draws. I love that. Yeah, draws are flaws, though. So Draws are flaws. Um, do you mm-hmm. have any bets identified yet for the Valero, or do you want me to just give you all three of mine? Why don't... Shit, now I'm in round one matchups. Yeah, why don't you give me your your three picks and I will okay. I'll follow right after and I promise I just I won't steal any of yours. Okay. So I'm gonna start with I have one round one matchup. I'm going JJ Spawn over Hideki Matsuyama. Plus one hundred. the odds don't really matter, I guess. We're just going who, who's gonna who's gonna win. JJ over Hideki. JJ's been hot. Hideki's injured. I'm fading Hideki this week. Um, So I have JJ over Hideki round one. Sorry, go ahead. No, I just, I feel like you you put yourself in these positions with players that aren't healthy. What if we, we, you're just going to get another draw. You're just trying to, you're just trying to draw out here. What if Hideki withdraws? I'm just kidding. Well, I hope he withdraws after Thursday. Hope he still he starts the tournament and then withdraws. Well, it'd be irrelevant. I mean, he could withdraw Thursday and still beat JJ Spawn, and that wouldn't be good for you. Well, no, because JJ, if JJ plays, he would beat Hideki if he withdrew after starting to play. No, but if JJ Spawn played Hideki Thursday, didn't play better than him, and then Hideki withdrew after the round, he would win. Oh, I see what you're saying. I, I mean, I would have to imagine, though, like if Hideki was hurting enough to withdraw, it probably means he was a hurting and played very poorly, which would lead me to believe that JJ might have it. Either way, I, it was more about JJ being it was a combination of JJ being hot and Hideki being. You're go- I mean, you're going and also like, the- honestly, despite his injuries, Hideki hasn't looked good this year. I mean, he's he's been pretty beat up i mean now it's now it's like a neck thing right it, it, if you're if you're feeling so froggy why don't you bet hideki to beat jj then brian i don't think Hideki's gonna make it through the tournament that's why i'm not gonna bet him all right i'll you want me to you want to hear my other two picks or you want to you want to just keep talking shit dude honestly i want to keep talking shit because i'm looking at these matchups like DraftKings only has 10 different matchups even I know. available. So I was going to text you about this earlier. I think what I'm going to start enjoying is like when you're watching like the um like the designated events, it's really tough to pick winners because like anybody could realistically win. But the odds you get on winners for these events, like the non-designated events, just because like they don't even know who to select as the favorite. And there's like two or three guys that are considered like, oh, they're going to be the favorite this week. But then everybody else, you just have these unbelievable winner odds which i'll get into in a little bit but my other two picks my other two picks brian um so jj to beat hideki round one and then it is i have ricky fowler to beat siwoo kim for the tournament and i have bo hostler to beat pat and kazire for the tournament i just picked up bo hostler today yeah so i was actually going to pick him up earlier today but i didn't really have an option I get it. Like anybody, like it was, you know, the typical issue. Like, who am I going to drop to pick up Bo? Mm-hmm. I would have had to have dropped somebody on my team that was playing in this tournament, essentially, which I didn't really feel like doing. Yep. Um, so yeah, those are my three picks. Who do you who do you have for me? I like it. All right. So um 
as you mentioned, uh, not very, uh, not very impressed with what, uh, I know, I know what you're about to tell me. Not very impressed. Can I guess what you're about to tell me? Yes. Are you betting Ricky Fowler to beat Hideki Matsuyama? Yeah, buddy. Let's go. I also right. put that bet in, but so, it's not one of my picks. Okay, I like it. Well, I just saw it, and I was like, wait, was that one of his picks? I was like, nope, he got spawned. All right, perfect. <laughs> so I am going with Ricky Fowler over Hideki Matsuyama in round one. I am okay. going with Siwoo Kim over Corey Connors in round one. And then okay. for the tournament, I'm going Ryan Fox over Andrew Putnam. I uh, yeah, I almost I almost took that one too. I um it, Fox is Fox is legit, man. He's a I, he's a I can't sort believe he was a free agent I, in our yeah. uh, in fantasy. He's a certified baller. Like he's he's a really good player. Um, I like those bets. I like all of, I like all of those that you just outlined for me. Let me ask you this, Brian. Do you have anybody that you like to win the tournament? Um, honestly, have you have you had time to look at all? Well, I, it's not going to take me much time because I have thought a little bit. I just want to be able to give a little bit more accuracy with the odds. Um, if you want to go first, though, I can definitely give you um three guys one one a little bit more chalky one in the middle of the field which we actually just discussed him um and then one more of a like plus 50 to one long shot yeah so i when i was looking at these guys like even the guys that are like the the chalk bets or like the favorites like i wouldn't consider them necessarily to be like echelons above the rest of the field so i didn't really touch any of the chalk but i think the like the lowest odds I took was Ryan Fox at plus 4,000. Yep. Ryan Fox to is win. One, of, one of the guys. I like. Um, but then a few other guys in that, like between 60 and say like 80 to one range, like Bo Hostler's at six, uh, 60 to one Aaron rise at 75 to one. Um, And you know who I like long shot wise that I could see eking one out this week. I'll shave it to you. Exactly who I was about to say. Yeah, I knew. One hundred and ten to one, Akshay Batia. You heard it here first, family. Is or bad? It. Did you already put that in? Because I, I already put that in. I was gonna say he's only hundred to one right now. I'm looking. I put him in earlier today at, at one hundred and ten to one. Kevin's out here moving lines, people. Kevin yeah. is out here moving lines and not. Yeah, that, that five dollar bet really moved it. Not um, honestly. Sep Straka ninety to one is nice too. There's, yeah, there's a I, see, that's what I'm saying about these like non designated events. Like, you just have all these, like, I feel like anybody could win any of these tournaments. You just get like a lot of good winners' odds. Yeah, no, I agree. I think they're going to be very exciting and kind of in an unexpected way. People are thinking they're just going to be dull, but the reality is these players are playing for a lot more. Um, yes, seven of the last it's scrappy. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, you've got players like Ricky Fowler, who I'd love to see him win. I'm not going to bet him. Um, yeah, but. You have players like him, you know, trying to make the Masters. As seven of the t- last ten winners here have all needed to win to make it to the Masters. Um, so well, that's I mean, like I feel like a lot of these guys, like, need like a lot of the guys playing in this tournament, 
need to win the tournament to go to the Masters. Yeah, some just want to get healthier, like Matsuyama. Like there, there are certainly guys playing in the Masters already that are playing this week that just want to make sure their yeah. game is. But a lot of guys spot. just take the but week you're off. Right. You're right, and that's why that stat is a little bit skewed. Is because yeah. right. Um. So for my winners, excuse me. I was looking at um so for a little bit chalkier, I was looking at Siwoo and Chris Kirk. Yeah. Yep. Siwoo's twenty two, Chris Kirk's twenty eight, uh, hundred. Oh, I um, like Chris Kirk there. That's a good number. And then um like you had said, Ryan Fox at forty to one and Akshay Batia at a hundred to one. So I mean it seems like Kevin and I are on on pretty much the same page here. Um we are just going to be – I really hope we get to play 18 at Stanley and get to sit in that bar, have a beer together, maybe have some lunch and just watch three of these guys up at the top of the leaderboard battling it out on Saturday afternoon. Oh, man. I, I, I That would just be a dream for me. I know. It's been way too long, man. I, I, I definitely hope we can get out there, um, get some holes in, get some – I mean, listen, all we're looking for is clear skies and birdie tries. That's all we're looking for. I love that. I love that. On that note, Brian, I say we wrap it up for the week. It's been a it's been a pleasure. We started with a cheers. Let's end with the cheers. Cheers, bud. To you, to me, to us. This is Life in the Rough. I'm Kevin O'Coin. And I'm Brian Ackley. We appreciate you tuning in. We will catch you next week, the Masters Week. See you. Peace.